Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, welcome, mystics, and good day to all of you keepers of the flame, present and future. This is The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, Sid, from afar. (laughs) You know, almost to the day, eight years ago, we began to broadcast The Open Door. Isn't that something? Eight full years. It's really amazing. And we're grateful, so grateful to all of you who are tuning in, listening to us who have over the years. If, and if you're new, thank you for coming and joining our wonderful mandala of light. Um, one of the things that we did when we first started this show was we based it on what we call the four essential questions, which is who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? And today we're coming full circle since this is the... We'll call it the eighth anniversary today. Okay. Is who are you really? And it is not meant to be a facetious question. It's a very serious one because this is a question that all of us on the path must answer. Who are we really? And I just hearken uh, back to the words of Jesus who said, Know ye not that ye are gods? It's a tall order, but it's true. So I want to talk today about who are you really? And Sid, I know that you are chomping at the bit to deal with this one because this is one of your favorite topics too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think it's it's there's a two-edged sword here, so to speak. First of all, and one of the primary teachings of the Ascended Masters is that we have the light of God within us. There is a presence, our mighty I Am presence is a portion of God. And so that should give you an inkling of who you are and where you're intended to go and what you're intended to be, to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, not to be carried by Him, but to emulate Him and walk the path of personal Christhood. And I think this is uh, this is the biggest news since um, uh, you know since the Jesus walked the earth and, and putting aside um, the idea that someone else can save you, it's only God can save you, and you have to work on your own. But you have that potential within you. So I think that's the first thing I want to say, Tom. And the second thing I'd say is, okay, so now we know God is within us, but I'm looking in the mirror and I see a lot of human stuff. So you know, <laughs> yeah. who am I really? And so you're, you're a mixture right now, and the only part of you that can endure is the real part. So what is not real has to go, and that's the whole path of personal Christhood. And you need some navigation on that path, because there's a lot of places you can trip up or uh, have something happen you don't understand, and of course that's the whole path you descend at Masters. They teach us how to walk this path, how to know what is real, what is unreal, and what we need to do to get rid of the unreal stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and today on that very topic, something special we're going to share with you, which is a dictation from the God Purity. Right. And it's really amazing because uh, Purity talks about letting go of the baggage of life, letting go of the lower self, letting go of everything that is not real, because the real you, once you realize who you truly are and what, that's, what that means, you'll want nothing else. It's just it, it becomes such a compelling desire and choice and will 
that you will only want that one reality. Yeah, and once you strip away the the unreality, there's so much joy in the reality of who you are. It is. You're right. And I think what you were referring to, Sid, about looking in the mirror, we all do that. Yeah. And we see our human self. We see that uh, that lower self because that's what we have created. We are now about unraveling that creation and getting back to the heart of God. One of the things I also want you know, to mention— well, just uh, one second, Sid, because this is no, sure. to, well, one of the key messages that we have been trying to communicate for, for many years is that we are all co-creators with God, that everything or every thought, word, and deed is animated by God's energy. So we must be careful how we create because what we create leads to karma. We want to accelerate on our path. Good karma is the key. We want to get through our stuff that we see in the mirror, we can transmute that karma in many ways. Violet flame is one. But one of the things that is very clear here is that we are unraveling, undoing a pile of karma that we've made for who knows how many thousands of lifetimes as a co-creator. So now we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing and sending that, that energy back to God purified. It's the right thing for the right reasons, too. And I think that uh, what it comes down to, I think, Tom, is do we love God? And yeah. You know, how many of us even ask that question of ourselves? Do we love God? We've heard of God, you know, but do we love Him? Because that can be the only motivation to return to God. Loving God, loving God in the avatars He sent, whether Jesus or Gautama Buddha or the other great teachers. But that can, the only thing that will sustain us is love. And the love, you know, for the people of God on this planet that we can do, the most we can do for them is by holding more light, by walking the path, as well as obviously physically helping them when we can. And so only love can be the motivation. And you decide to love God more than something you have. Now, maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a pattern of speech. Um, you know, I survived for many years in the banking world with the use of sarcasm. And, uh, you know, I finally realized that that's not a godly trait, you know, and so I've been working really hard to free myself of sarcasm. Why? Because I love God more than I love my sarcasm, so to speak. And and you become unattached to these things of the world that you thought. You know, I, I know someone that um, likes to see himself as a curmudgeon, you know. Well, <laughs> that's okay, but what happens if you see yourself as a curmudgeon, and I don't know, for our non-English speakers, I don't know, first language, I'm not sure how to describe that, but kind of grumpy and always, you know, ornery and so forth then you become that. And so we have to see ourselves as the Christ as we draw closer to the Christ. I just What I started to say a minute ago, Tom, and if I may now, is I had a fellow tell me once about he was going through uh, inner child therapy and going through various things that he knew he had to be free of from his childhood. And at one point, he said, I saw my holy Christ, I saw myself as my holy Christ self. In other words, he saw the light and the presence in his face of, of the Christ within him. And he said, it was unlike anything I've ever seen of me. It was pure, it was clear, it was happy. And, and it, it didn't last long, he said, but that was, that has been an incentive to him on the path all along. That is who I want to be. You know, it's really a powerful experience to get inside your psychology. You know, the, the Ascended Masters talk about that quite a lot, that it's very imperative that we understand who we really are in that human level so that we can get through the stuff that has been bogging us down for who knows how many lifetimes. And one of the things that I think we came upon this little saying in a previous show sometimes some years back was try to try to make your day an active 
day where all you want to do is please God. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You, you, your whole objective is to please God and to understand that God loves you he, as much as he loves Jesus, which I think is a f- phenomenal thought. Because most people kind of put themselves on a tier or a rung below that. But really, that's not the case. So let yourself understand that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus and all the ascended masters and that you can please God by being consciously aware of the things that drive you. And, and Sidney, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe uh, Kathumi, our beloved ascended master, Kathumi is a master psychologist. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And he, of course, was embodied as St. Francis. And you can certainly call to him to help to, to find and work with psychology with a therapist or whatever works for you. But, you know, kind of have the, the, the global vision or, you know, the vision looking down at your world. And what's you can almost see what's real, what's unreal. You know, you got to take the trash out in the morning. I mean, you can't say, I'm loving God, so I can't take the trash out. You know, you love God by taking the trash out and what you do and so forth. But to understand that there are parts of you that are not going to live forever because they're not real. They're, they're this humanist patterns, whether it be, you know, the... Seven deadly sins of right, you know, anger, resentment, hatred, non-forgiveness. None of those things can enter the kingdom of heaven. So we got to get rid of those. We got to let go. We got to do the psychology work. We got to transmute it. We have to love and learn to give of ourselves and putting God first. That's the first commandment. Always love God first, and then everything else falls into place. You know, one of the the key concepts here is that we're talking about making right choices. One of the most right choices we can make is to live in the Christ consciousness, which I think you're alluding to, Sid. And to do that properly does take choice, takes awareness, takes discrimination, it takes discernment, it takes determination. I mean, it takes focus. You can't simply expect it to happen. It takes some effort. It takes practice. You know, yeah. Atama Buddhist said, practice sainthood daily. Practice sainthood daily. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? So you act like a saint, not, you know, in an unreal way, but what would, you know, what would Jesus do? What would St. Francis do? And it puts things in an entirely different light. And you don't feel the need to defend your human self, your ego. It is so easily offended and affronted because it's all it has. It's not of God, and so it has to fight every single challenge to it. It, it, it's not worth the effort. You know, defend <laughs> God and defend God and others. You know, that amalgamation of consciousness, which we re- refer to often as the dweller on the threshold, has a its own will to survive. It's not going to go away meekly or easily. We, we've got to confront this dweller in a way that we, we, we realize it's an adversary that has to be, it's formidable, I guess what I'm trying to say. It's we go formidable, and we, need, and we need the ascended masters to deal with it. It's not something, you know, it's a sorcerer's apprentice, yeah. and it's not something we can deal with on our own, but with God, you know. We, we don't, you know, I, I don't want to get the feeling to feeling people that we spend all the days, you know, anguishing <laughs> over these things. You know, you learn to practice, to do the right thing. It becomes a habit with you, in essence. And, you know, you, God brings those things to your awareness. You need to work on, you deal with that. But you go about your day, you do whatever you need to do and fulfill your responsibilities. But it becomes a holy day because you are focusing on service to God and getting closer to who you really are. You know, we always know, and I'm sure the people listening into this too will probably attest to this, we always know when we make decisions if it's the right one or not. 
even if it's just a split second, there is a moment, a nanosecond, a space in time where we actually recognize that the choice we're making is either to the upside or the downside. And uh, it's one of those things where we have the power to choose always because of free will. But when we make those choices, I think we always kind of know what, you, we, what we've just done. You know, I, I was just thinking of my, my career. I listened back to some of the old recordings that I made when I was performing, and I, oh. I'd hear things that wouldn't, wouldn't be necessarily really too much off color or whatever, but they were innuendos and things like that. And, and as I listen to these things, I say to myself, oh, well, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't say that anymore, one thing or another. So, you know, we need to kind of think, think through our history a little bit and see where we can kind of clean up our act, as, as they say. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a balance, too, of, of, you know, not giving yourself a get-out-of-jail-free card in terms of your accountabilities, but not getting under the weight of condemnation. Oh, I've done so many bad things. I just, you know, God, God doesn't, won't accept me because, I, you know, I've done things, I knew they were wrong, and I still did them, and on and on and on. Well, we take accountability for that, but don't let that hold you back. That's the weight of condemnation of the fallen angels and of the whole teaching of Christianity, the false teaching that, you know, we're worthless sinners. Yes, we have sinned, but we are not sinners by nature. We're God beings by nature. And, yeah. you know, what happened? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, you, you were just, we're just not that anymore, and so we, <laughs> right. we don't feel bad about it. That's who we were at that particular time, but we're not that anymore. Well, you know, as we listen to this coming uh, excerpt from the Dictation by Purity, one of the things that Purity talks about is the, the human plan and the divine plan. Mm-hmm. They cannot coexist, and so the, the human plan has to be jettisoned at some point, and I think the, the code is we have to learn to unburden ourselves of excess, yeah. Get down to the brass tacks of the real reality, capital R. Anyway, um, we're going to take a break right now. And in the upcoming segment, we will hear the first of two excerpts from The Great Being Purity. It's all about choosing to live with the right consciousness, which is the Christ consciousness, and choosing to leave the human consciousness behind. Back in a few moments. Don't go away. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. 
The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. So we are back, and regarding our focus today, who are you really? How do we become a real self? Well, here's one answer, and please fasten your seatbelts. I come to show you that there is a way that is right. It is the way of victory in the fight. And to have that victory, you must be willing to lay being and consciousness on the line of reality, on the line of the real self. How is this to be done? When discrimination is lacking in the world, it comes by applying the law and the teachings of the Ascended Masters. It comes by studying the law and observing the corollaries of the law as these are applied in daily practice. It comes by listening. It comes above all by harmony. Harmony is the key to the union with a blueprint. The blueprint of your soul is waiting to be impressed upon your outer consciousness by the real self as you would take a branding iron and brand the signet of identity. Now I say, the preferred risk is the risk of trying the blueprint of life. Do you doubt that it exists? I ask you. Could anything so noble, so complex as the body and mind and heart of man be sustained, be created without a blueprint? Mankind accept miracles when they expect such a thing to happen, even while rejecting by their minds the true miracles of the law. And yet, in another sense, there are no miracles, for all that exists is the fulfillment of law. Mankind are constantly expecting exceptions to the rule, expecting that they can fritter and folly and have their gaiety and their merriment. And then suddenly, by a single act, of devotion or a pronouncement of the faith to suddenly merge into God reality and sit on the right hand of God. If anything could be funny, 
This would be funny, but alas, it is tragic. To think that mankind, in all of their sophistication, in all of their rejection of so-called miracles, could think that such a miracle could happen. Well, I am here to tell you that as you leave this plane, so will you be. I speak directly to your hearts and I say, there are some among you who are here in physical embodiment because you missed the grade by a few grains. What were those grains? I will tell you. Grains of self-centeredness, of preferring the little self when the greater self of all and the greater good of all could have been served. Do you realize that oftentimes in the span of a lifetime, a soul may be given a certain number of opportunities to choose selflessness, major choices, perhaps a dozen or 50 or a 100, minor choices numbering in the thousands and the tens of thousands. Each test is carefully given, the soul is prepared through intuition, through education, and through tutoring. And then the test comes, and then the line is drawn, and then the record is written by the recording angel of each one, passed or failed. As I look at you, each one, as I look at life, as I have the perspective of the cosmos and of evolutions beneath your own and above your own, I consider that my message today is an urgent one. For I see and I know that some could make the grade with a little effort, a little setting aside of those personal preferences for the universal choices based on the light, on surrender, on selflessness. Understand then that some of you are very advanced, but there is that rusty nail that catches the hem of your garment each time you try to break the round, the coil of rebirth, and each time the karmic lords have said, go back and pass the test of selflessness. Alas, there are some in incarnation simply waiting to pass that test, and yet somehow do you know by the contrivance of circumstances, of the adversary, of their own lesser self, their own sense of limitation, they will come to that test time and time and time again. And there is the stiffening of the neck and the hardening of the heart. And the outer self will not allow the soul to express. The outer self will affirm, no, I will not. And then the real self withdraws. And the soul is, as it were, mashed beneath the weight. And so the cycles must turn an opportunity must come again, perhaps in months and years. Oh, there's so much there. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, opportunities may be few and far between, so it is important to be and stay 
vigilant, to pay attention. And I was taken by one of those uh, quotes from the excerpt, which was, go back and pass the test of selflessness. Hmm. We've probably had that one a thousand or 10,000 times. Yeah, we're getting a good it, job. It's, it's so kitchen. true. Um, it's so true. And I think that um, an understanding that she gave, which I think is so important, that many of us have been very close to making our ascension. Oh. And, and I think she used the example of a, of a few grams that prevent us. It's so small uh, because we haven't made that extra effort. And um, that's where uh, attention to detail, attention to the path, and the detention to initiations when they come, it's so easy to turn your back and walk away um, and to miss that opportunity. And if you've done that, you know, you can ask God to have these tests come to you again. And, and with your eyes wide open, hopefully you can pass them. But some people think they have so much karma, oh, I'm just never going to get there. I just have so much effort, blah, blah, blah. But for some people, there's not much at all. And we've, they're just not getting through and taking that initiative that gets you in the right place to, to face these initiations, to pass them, to balance your karma through the violet flame and, and your service. And, and it's just, it, it's a matter of recognizing and acknowledging and seeing opportunity and saying, I am going to take this opportunity because it's the opportunity that you take that can and will lead eventually to your victory, whether it's tomorrow or whenever it is. Uh, and I think that's what, what we want to share, and I know what I think what the masters want to share. Well, you're right, you know, and the, the fact that we could be a few grains away from weighing the positive balance for our ascension. See, that's the inspiration right there. <laughs> I know. Is, is every decision you don't know, is, is this the one with the few grains that will <laughs> kick me over the top, you know? Yeah, and I think that one of the quotes from the dictation was that each test is carefully given. And the, the results of each test are carefully weighed. Mm -hmm. This is not random. This is not accidental. It is very calculated. And like you said, Sid, we can... Everyone, everyone has karma coming to them that represents opportunity. And how we respond to that karma will determine whether we balance it or we have to face it again sometime in the future. I mean, let's not have to repeat the same tests over and over again because there's no reason to do it. And it just it keeps you from God. And as... Uh, God of Superiority mentioned, circumstances, the fallen angels, and even our own human consciousness try to prevent us from recognizing these opportunities and taking advantage of distracting and so forth. I mean, everyone has had the experience when they start to sit down and do something good, immediately something pops into their mind, oh, I've got to do that first. And, um, <laughs> you know, watch yourself. It happens to all of us. So focus, put God first each day, and see where that leads you. You know, it's probably a, a divine mercy that we don't have a memory of standing before the karmic board and hearing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> oh, you're back. You didn't get it again. Well, we'll send you back for one more try. You know, to be that close. And, and, when you get, just, and it's, it's tough amazing. on the soul. When, when we go out promising and, you know, it's as Edward Casey said, there's a lot of red faces, you know, yeah. when people come up before the karmic board and, you know, I didn't do it again. I'm sorry. I want to really want to try. You know, so you have to summon that fire within. And if you, if you, you know, I knew when I heard these teachings like this, what I had promised to do at, at some level when I came forth. I knew I had work to do, let's put it that way. And so I just started. Start someplace, no matter how small it is, but start someplace, whether it's a few minutes a day or whatever you can do, whether it's reading a, a book or a teaching or a pearl, and then applying them. That's how the path begins. Well, and let's 
dwell on that point before we go to break, because I think that's very important. It's one of those questions we ask all the time is, how do we do it? And you're absolutely right. You study, you make the effort, every day do something that applies you in that direction so that you're constantly moving forward. You're not stagnant, you're not sitting still. And it can be a little thing, it can be a big thing, but do something, something positive. And pray, and ask God (laughs) to show you and help you. Um, Some people don't know how to pray, but start talking to God. Start talking to the masters. Well, we're going to be back after a short break to hear more about choice, opportunity, and embracing your true identity. Don't go away. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. The question we've asked today is, who are you really? And we've answered the question because we know that we are, in fact, gods. We have an I am presence within us. We have a Christ consciousness, which we aspire to merge with. And that's one of the goals of our lives is to get there. And then once we get there, we ascend. But to have your victory in this life, what must you do? Well, listen to this. And therefore, as I embody the mother flame, as I look upon you all, as children of God and children of the flame of purity, which I am soul, 
I must say, one and all, come home. Leave your rags and your filthy garments behind. Be cleansed in the crystal clear water of the flow of purity, which now flows from my heart and from my retreat. Release and surrender and allow your being to merge with that flow and see how clear and pure is the love of God for you. See how God desires to draw you unto himself. See how truly easy it is to enter the flame. It is much harder, much more painful, agonizing to being to God in you to remain separate. But somehow they have contrived the lie that it is better to remain outside. That somehow you will lose yourself or lose your reality. I say you cannot lose aught but unreality. You can only lose that which you really have no need of, that which you don't want. And you can only gain that which is real. But for a moment that is that fear the fear of the lesser self that will be transcendent, fear of loss, but it comes in the twinkling of an eye and suddenly the real self is the only you and there is no more warring within you for only reality is and you have broken that barrier. You have gone beyond that barrier. You have escaped into the arms of reality. I ask you to ponder this problem of identity and of choice. I ask you to consider seriously what choices you have made in this life, where you are going, what is your goal, what is your destiny. I ask you to seriously consider whether the present course of your life is worth all of the turmoil, all of the struggle, all of the pain. Ask yourself, what will I gain at the end of the road? Is it the pot of rainbow, the reward of selflessness, the merging with the real self? Or will it be another round because of a loss of perspective, a loss of vision? I consider this a rare moment of communion with your soul because your soul's communion with a karmic board that took place before you came into incarnation was a time of introspection, of looking back and looking forward and saying, all right, I will go forth. I will overcome. This time I will conquer. Those were your words. And here I am to remind you of your inner vows, your commitment to the flame, and I come with a flame of purity and legions of purity to reinforce your inner vow and to say in the name of Almighty God, surrender to your real self. You do not have to surrender to God or to me or this messenger or any outer person, but surrender to the flame within. It is your God reality. And I say, ere you leave this place, and this force field. Speak those words within the heart, because if you will, 
my angels will come to fortify you as they came strengthening Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane when he asked to be relieved of that cup which you also must drink and finally coming to the father and saying nevertheless not my will but thine be done and when he spoke those words the ministering angels then were allowed to reinforce his will and up to that moment he pursued the struggle within himself and by his own light as in the dark night of the soul he had to face that testing alone all one in the reality of being but once the commitment was made and once you make the commitment to your own reality then that commitment will be reinforced and then those whom i see though you do not see them as the fallen ones that come to steal your light to take from you your vows then they will have no power to influence your soul for your soul will be standing in the flame reinforced by these rods and cones of energy which you call angels i say then understand that my testimony is the law of hierarchy giving you a glimpse of the inner workings of the law of your own being and how all of the cosmos moves to uplift and to exalt the son the daughter of god who has said father i am coming home father i am coming home and so precious ones when you make that declaration then the disciplines then the reinforcement of the law will be intensified you will find yourself being initiated by lord maitreya the buddha by jesus by so many friends of light who will come to you to tutor your soul to enhance selfhood to adorn you with the fragrance of immortals there are so many cosmic helpers along the way so many friends of light then i say fear not to leave the moorings of the past pursue instead the ancient heredity of a work more vast pursue then god identity god reality and keep on keeping on for you know there comes a time when you are 1 millionth of a microsecond from victory and if you hesitate and if you question you can still lose the victory and therefore be not assured of the self but of the self that is god be humble before that self and be ready at every hour to defend selfhood and love in all life i draw you into the flame of purity according to your will according to the will of your real self and now i release into this place into your midst energies for transition 
energies for transfiguration. Take them if you will. Draw them in with a deep in-breathing breath now and feel your being filled with a fire of purity, purging, pulsating, purifying. So I am the goddess of purity. I am the champion of purity in you one and all. So now then, hear the call of hierarchy. Hear the call of the age. Hear the call of the ancient of days. Come ye into union. Come ye into the flame of the heart. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. I will purify, I will make you whole, I will cancel out all that is less than the light. If you will but bow before the flame. There you go, marching orders. <laughs> Pretty amazing, you know. It's honor the flame and become the light for you may be one millionth of a microsecond from victory. Talk about a racer's edge. That's really close. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're, they're, they're your so greatest. Don't let that, that projection come upon you. You know, number one, that you're not worthy because God in you is worthy. And number two, um, as the goddess of purity pointed out, I think it was the first segment we heard, you know, we may, you know, you may be a very advanced soul and not, you know, in humility, maybe acknowledge that if it's a, true and say, God, what's next? And I think that, um, you know, it may take a lot less effort uh, or a lot shorter journey. Some of us need a decade to complete this journey, but others <laughs> might not need that long. So it's kind of an encouragement and incentive. And I would just add one other teaching here, if I may, and that is um, that many people that have great attainment sometimes don't make their ascension because they have not freed themselves completely from pride. And we yes. have to acknowledge that God is the doer in everything we do. We give ourselves can do nothing, but God working in us can do everything. And so that's where the instruction of the Ascended Master, their sponsorship, support, and as the Goddess of Purity said, once you take the vow and take your stand for God's will, then the reinforcements come to your aid. Indeed. you know, And there was a point made repeatedly that I think is worth repeating again, and that is that it is easier to enter the flame than it is to remain separate. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, well, I think it is, because I think the, the point that was being made there is that a lot of us have that fear of having our lesser self be transcended. That we'll lose our identity somehow. We'll lose that sense of self. And in fact, what we gain is a greater sense of self. We don't lose that consciousness. It, it expands. And she said, you cannot lose ought but unreality. Yeah. So that's the only thing you can lose. <clears throat> Indeed, you know, the, one of the last things before we go to break was that that wonderful prayer. It's, it's so moving. Father, I am coming home. Yes. That's the whole point of this. We want to come home. We want to pass those tests of selflessness and the other test as well. Overcome the human self, the human plan, the human will. Merge with the divine will, the divine blueprint, and make our ascension. And we're the prodigal sons that God is waiting for us. Indeed. Well, we've got to take one last break. We'll be back in a few moments to wrap up the show. Please stay with us. 
success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today we're talking about who you are really. And one of the points that was brought up in the excerpts we heard from the goddess Purity was that don't be afraid to risk losing the, the lower self, the human self, because there's greater risk in doing nothing. There is, and we have, we have a blueprint. We have a divine plan. Every single light bearer on this planet that has a threefold flame within their hearts has a divine plan. It's unique to them for this embodiment, dealing with what tests they have to master, what karma they have to balance, and so forth. And if we ignore that, then we are going to be very sad at the end of this life when we haven't taken advantage of that opportunity. And when we talk about risk, the risk, the greater risk, as you said, is doing nothing. The greater risk is getting so caught up in your quote-unquote busyness that you don't have time to think about things, that you don't have time to process things. You don't have time to get on your knees and implore God to illumine you and guide you and take from you those things that are a hindrance to you. You know, think of it this way. You're carrying a tremendous weight upon you. We all are to a certain extent, which is our karma, and it's also the baggage, SS baggage. And, you know, you can hardly walk. I mean, I think we've seen pictures of people in other countries that have things on their head and their bicycles and everything else. Well, it's almost symbolic. We may not have that, but we're carrying this misqualified energy, which weighs us down. It keeps us from being who we really are, from being having a greater level of happiness and joy in our lives. What have we got to lose by getting rid of that stuff? It's not real anyway, and not- you'll be much happier for it. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the equation we're looking at here. Do you want happiness? Do you want opportunity? Do you want to return to God? Or do you want another 10,000 lives um, if, that, if God gives it that many? So to me, that, that it's a question of taking that step and making that determination. Father, I am coming home. It's turning around from going out from God and starting back in. And know that once you make that determination, the angels will work with you and come to you and help you on that path. You know, that raises another issue, too, that we haven't discussed in quite a while, and that is that the angels are ready, willing, and able to help us, but we must ask them. They will not abridge our free will. They're waiting on the hillside, just waiting, <laughs> waiting yeah. for the, for us to make the call. Because I think that making the calls to the angels is one of the, the tools we can use to keep ourselves on the right path. And you know, one of the things about this whole program that we 
probably could use to summarize it is that every moment we're choosing to follow, to follow either our human will or God's will, and you know, not my will but thine be done. Um, when we refer to tools we can use daily to keep our consciousness focused in the right direction, that's one of them. It's just to say to yourself that simple mantra, Father, not my will, but thine be done, and recognize that we want to get rid of this excess baggage of life, this unreality, and choose instead the reality of stepping into the flame of our God presence, our God consciousness. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good point, Tom, and I remember back when I was uh, just beginning in these teachings, and I was making the commitment for five minutes of decrees a day, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> but I ended up doing more. And, and what was so amazing to me was after I'd done this for a few weeks, and I suddenly said to myself, I feel differently. And I feel lighter. And, you know, just that, that amount of work with the spoken word and devotion and so forth, I think it transmuted a certain weight upon my aura. And, and that stuff went pretty quickly. And so... Once you have a taste of that, you want more because energy, vibrancy, hope, a positive outlook, you know, then God gives you another, you know, little basket of karma to deal with. But this is how we do it, step by step and day by day. It doesn't happen when you hear an altar call and you go down and say, I give my heart to the Lord. I mean, the the goddess of purity said that's almost laughable. Because it's not reality, even though that's what they, you hear in the churches and synagogues. And yes, it's or churches. It's wonderful to give your heart to the Lord, but that's the beginning, not the end. Well, and you, and I was kind of chuckling at that excerpt in the first segment where uh, the, the goddess of purity is talking about how is it that we expect to leave a life of merriment and gaiety, and then suddenly, with one fell swoop, we... We merge with God, sit at his right hand by making one simple statement. He said, if anything could be funny, that would be funny. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, almost rueful behavior in a way, that's like the deathbed uh, conversion or the, um, you know, I'll, I'll, lead, I'll lead a life of abandon and then just at one opportune moment, I'll make my confession and I'll suddenly just change in, in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's a, it's a notch yeah. towards good, but it, it's, no. not gonna, it's not going to do the whole thing. Well, that's not the law. It's not yeah. law. Well, it, 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 as she said, where your consciousness is when you die is where, where you'll be. It doesn't change. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and you're magnetized to those places that vibrate the same way. So if a person is filled with negativity and, have, you know, has had a really, you know, is an alcoholic or a drug addict or something, they are magnetized to a lower level of what we call the astral plane, where other people with that same vibration are. So that, this is why it's so important to, to get yourself in the right space and vibration, to free yourself from whether it be addictions or dependencies that are not of the light, because that will weigh you down when you pass from the stream of life. And, and what happens is sometimes when these people, great light bearers, but have not resolved these issues, they get stuck in what's called the astral plane, as I said, and the angels will come down and try and rescue them, and they'll go to them like Jesus went to hell to preach to people. And what will happen sometimes is the people will see the angels, and, you know, they get an invitation to go to the etheric plane, and they won't go. Why? Because they feel unworthy. So, you know, it's a complicated equation that has been foisted upon the people of God on this planet, at least in the Christian Church, that they're worthless sinners, because people can't seem to get away from that um, and recognize that they, God is within them, and they're going to work hard and overcome these other things, but that's who they are in reality. Who am I really? I am a God-free being 
working on those, you know, trying to get rid of the weights that I've accumulated over many, many embodiments so I can be who I really am. You don't lose your identity. You become your real identity. Merging with the flame. You know, uh, taking kind of a, a right-hand turn here for a moment, one of the other key points that was made was that harmony is the key to the union with the blueprint. You can expand on that a little bit. Harmony is the key to the union with the blueprint. Harmony is one of the greatest tests we all have. Some more than others. Anger, we know, is not of God and is very dangerous. But even mild irritation can be detrimental to yourself and other people. And so trying to live in harmony, and this is where I think the Buddha taught us so much. A sense of non-attachment, not in the sense of being passive to challenges, but a sense of working with them and not always trying to defend the ego. I mean, how much time do we spend defending our ego? You've offended me, you know. And you lash out. Well, who's offended? Your human self or God? And, and this is where following in the footsteps of the saints is so helpful um, in understanding that harmony is key. And keeping your harmony, if, that's, if you do nothing else but work on that, you're going to make tremendous progress along with your prayers and decrees and so forth. Yes, and I think you know, in that same segment uh, was the, the quote that the blueprint of your soul is waiting to be impressed upon your outer consciousness by the real self. Uh, Sid, I have a I have a question. What kind of decrees did you do in those five minutes? Were they mostly violet flame? Uh, you know, they... I think I think I did like heart, head, and hand. Oh yeah. Okay. And My first one's also. Wondered, someone gave me the Holy Christ self decree, and I think I did that. You know, and uh, between those, that more than took up the five minutes. So. To start yeah. someplace, open the book and start someplace, and light is the alchemical key. And when you introduce light into your world, things will change. And I think that's the whole basis of decreeing and drawing forth light to change the equation of your life, and especially the equation of your karma. And I think that once you have made that leap and merged with your real self, you realize that it was the thing you wanted to do all along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a sacrifice not to seek out God, and it's a, it's, a, it's a worthless sacrifice because it doesn't get you anywhere. Well, it's amazing how it's gotten so twisted that we think that the thing that's hard is easy, and the thing that's easy is hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway, well, today I want to just say once again, thank you to all of you listening in, because this, in fact, is an anniversary of sorts. It's almost eight years to the day since we began broadcasting The Open Door, and it's been our pleasure, our honor, our privilege to, to do so, and have you along for the ride. Um, and again, going back to what we started the show with in the very beginning, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? The Ascended Masters have answers to all those questions, so that's it's an easy one. And if you want to share anything with us, we're at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We would, and Love to hear your closing thoughts, Sid. Anything you want to add before we close? Well, if anybody asks who you are, you're a son or daughter of God that's working on your journey home. Amen. And and Mark Prophet said to one somebody one time, "You got God in you, son. <laughs> <laughs> you got God in you, son." I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being part of this mandala again. We're grateful for your presence. And again, as I said, it's an honor and a privilege to share this path with you. Be well, God bless you, and talk to you soon. And though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards 
are out of this world. Are out of this world. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.